following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. It, it, this is a, an audio platform, but right now my co-host is pulling up his... Wow, your nipples look great. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, good job. Very taut. Greg, you got taut nipples. Like a bowstring. Uh, this quote could be used out of context. <laughs> Damn, that's scary. Yeah, I mean, I don't really give a shit about Motley Crue anymore. Well, it is 2022. Yeah, and also, like, there's all those videos of Vince Neil singing, and he just sounds atrocious, and he's just a gelatinous blob now. Oh, he's gotten big. Yeah, but, you know, they have a new album out. I've heard. Music you could crash your car to. <sighs> Gotta say, that's probably in poor taste. Yeah, a little bit, considering that Vince Neil did crash his car, killing the lead guitarist from Hanoi Rocks. And paralyzing another young man that was in the backseat of the car. I love that Vince Neil didn't even get a scratch on him. Oh, he is guilty of vehicular manslaughter. Excellent. He is. But, you know, <laughs> everyone kind of forgot about that. But rock then, and roll. Yeah, rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll. But the name of that album is in total bad taste. That would be like Hugh Hefner writing a book on celibacy. It would be like Ted Nugent writing a vegan handbook. That would be like Steven Tyler giving up pussy. It'd be like Steven Tyler giving up cocaine. It'd be like Andy Dick being funny. It would be like Carlos Mencia writing original material. That would be like going to Comic-Con and not seeing a Harley Quinn. It'd be like going to Gotham City and not seeing a Batman. It would be like calling Domino's the best pizza in the world. It would be like calling SpaghettiOs fine Italian cuisine. It would be like Bill Nye the Science Guy hanging out at the beach and not sucking on toes. It would be like Weird Al Yankovic hanging out at the beach and not doing a Beach Boys parody. It would be like the Beach Boys saying they never hung out with Charles Manson. It would be like calling Quentin Tarantino a master of subtlety. It would be like Dario Argento making a movie about the Mario Brothers. It would be like Rowan Polanski being allowed back within the United States border. It would be like saying the movie of the week, Werewolves of the Third Reich, is a good movie and totally not a ripoff of Inglorious Bastards. It would be like saying that Mike Myers' greatest acting role was the cat in the hat and not Wayne. It would be like Mike Myers starting up a skillet tribute band. It would be like a skillet tribute band covering Bohemian Rhapsody. It would be like Freddie Mercury giving a TED Talk on safe sex. It would be like Mark Wahlberg giving a TED Talk on not humping stuffed animals. It would be like Mark Wahlberg converting to Judaism. It would be like Mark Wahlberg saving all of our lives on 9-11. It would be like saying 9-11 wasn't an inside job. Uh It would be like saying the Holocaust was a hoax. This is Vince Neil. I want to say, uh, keep on rocking, shout the devil, and, uh, and do, yeah, do some feel good stuff at full. Uh, all right. See you later. It'll be like if Hitler wrote an ethically diverse cock I fucked it up. Yay!
Ooh, Yay! Cool. All right, episode ninety. Hey, everybody! Uh, soon Where? to be canceled. Damn! Oh, damn, that's scary. That's Fuck. scary. Oh, Fuck. This is a, that was a rough one. My name is Micah. I'm coming out of Reno, Nevada. I'm wearing tie-dye today, Greg. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? Looking Over good. Over there in Buffalo, New York is Greg. Say hi. Well, I'm the kind of G the little homies want to be like. No. On my knees in the night. Saying prayers. In the street. I'm wearing nothing at all. How you doing, Greg? Frankly, I'm feeling fucking fantastic. Me too, man. I went camping out at Lake Tahoe last week. I had myself a real nice time. What, you were out in the woods again, right? Well, I woke up, uh, you know, momentarily in the night with one of my best friends just nibbling on my toes. Uh, yeah, King Trashmouth and uh, El Diablo. Can't say I remember much. You know Bill Nye the Science Guy is in the feet, right? I heard he got poisoned by his wife. Is that true? Yeah, she put poison in her ass and he ate it out. Yeah, that sounds accurate. That sounds accurate to me. Yeah, it totally does, right? You heard it here first, folks. Sometimes you can tell just by the shape of a man's skull whether he's an ass eater. I believe it's phrenology. Okay. Well, nah, he's got the traits. Yeah, a real Howard Stern shaped head. Yeah, real real taste for fudge. Imagine Bill Nye just going down munching box. He's got that nose where it's just working your clit the whole time. I bet he's got a seriously well thought out equation for it. <laughs> of course he does. The master. Bader. You watch anything good this week? No. Oh. I did see a couple of trailers, though. Hey! hey! You want to talk about it? No. Oh. But yes. <laughs> All right. right. Of course. Our first trailer this week is called Amityville Thanksgiving. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, Amityville Thanksgiving, folks. I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> well, it's turkey time in New York. So pass the production value because I'm fucking starving. Yep, we're all about to get stuffed, motherfucker, because Amityville Thanksgiving arrives November 8th. Greg and I just had a chance to check out the trailer, and it is exactly what you expected to I be. I gotta be honest. This looks like sloppy shit garbage. This might be the worst installment of the Amityville franchise. This looks like leftover footage that was confiscated by the New Jersey police after a date rape. <laughs> this was shot on Mario Batali's iPhone 5. Are you totally deranged? Yep, so uh, you expect this to be a, a, a campy mixed bag of nuts. But uh, you know what? This is going to fall in the same vein of that last fucking Amityville, Amityville Moon movie that we saw where it's trying to be serious and not fun. And it's just going to be a hot steaming pile of dog shit. It looks like a riveting holiday film. If you want to really shut up your relatives and just not talk about politics this holiday season, throw on Amityville Thanksgiving. And I guarantee you will have a much more interesting topic of discussion. Now, there is a severe lack of Thanksgiving horror. Mm. Uh, of course, if you want to go back to uh, one of our earlier episodes, we covered The Derelicts, which is a Thanksgiving horror movie. Uh, there's also The Pilgrim, 
and we can never forget uh, Blood Rain, which might be the ultimate Thanksgiving horror movie. Uh, 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 uh. I would contest that with a with... film I like to call Thanksgiving. I was getting to that, baby, baby, but I think Blood Rain is the superior of the two. Okay, fair enough. I did it on Thanksgiving. They skipped part two and they went straight to three, right? Which I think is incredible. Bold move. Bold move. Bold move. I love Thanksgiving. And as we anxiously await for Eli Roth to bring us his Thanksgiving movie, that was the the faux trailer from the Grindhouse series back in 2007. I could have sworn that Eli Roth died in a heroin den back in 2008. Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking of Tony Danza. Tony Danza died in that uh, that heroin den. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Eli Roth is fine. Well. He might not be fine, but he's alive. He's alive and well. He's doing like a show. He's doing things. I'm just glad that Tony Danza is in a nice solid coma where he can't hurt anybody ever again. But he'll get you in your dreams. Wait a minute. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's why we have to pull the plug. Shit, don't put that thought in my head. Yeah, have fun sleeping at night. Shmangela? Shmonathan? Yeah, so uh, if you are interested... If you are a sadist like myself, sadist like myself, that you have to watch all the Amityville movies, Amityville Thanksgiving will arrive November 8th on uh, the VOD. Spice up your turkey time this holiday season with a little bit of bullshit. Get stuff, motherfuckers. Okay, Greg, what's next on the docket? Well, next we have a little preview that I like to call Shark Quarters. I call it Shark Wait, I call it a shark catastrophe. If you catch my drift, that's pretty good. Yay! Yeah. I called it Jaws meets open water meets deep blue sea. I call this every single sci-fi original shark movie you've never seen. Yeah, it looks like pretty derivative kind of shit. Sharks are running amok, messing up your boat. I have to say, probably a bad move naming your vessel the Chum Bucket. Better than the cum bucket, I guess. Oh! <laughs> but you know what? I think we're going to need a bigger audience. Oh! Yeah! yeah, so the synopsis is great white sharks attack Captain Stabbin's fishing charter boat, ramming a hole in the ship's hull. <laughs> With the shoreline miles away, those aboard are forced to fight for their lives well, Captain Stabbin plows away left and right before they are either drowned or eaten alive. And anyone who uh, had the internet in the early 2000s knows that Captain Stabbin is what we like to call an irresistible force. So good luck fighting against that one, nature. You put Captain Stabbin against the sea of sharks, nine out of t- 10 out of 10 times, Captain Stabbin is going to walk away victorious. I think you're just asking for an ecological disaster in which the world is overrun by a mutant race of shark-human hybrids. That crave anal. What are you, my dad? Uh, Shark Waters is out now on digital. So uh, go check that out. If you've already watched all the Jaws sequels, you watched Deep Blue Sea and all of those sequels, this might appeal to you. I mean, it kind of it brings those two franchises together in a sloppy, unsatisfactory way. But, uh, you know, we all get bored sometimes. Maybe check out Shark Waters. 
I know that the whole like shark genre kind of died down a bit, but I don't know. I it, it died down a bit, but I see the subgenre of sharks never like ending. Like it's just gonna it's just gonna fucking keep coming. As long as a shark week is still a thing on a yearly basis, there will always be hype for shark murder movies. I think my thing is is that stop making these shark movies serious. It, make them fun. Have fun with it. Shit, man. You know what uh, I want to see? Is a shit-talking shark murderer. You know, like along the lines of Thanks Killing, but the shark is, uh, you know, fucking up your mind as he bites your torso. What, does he, like, talk to you telepathically, or is he, like, like what? He could probably be played by a somewhat sophisticated hand puppet. Who would voice the shark? Well, Gilbert Gottfried, of course. Good, let's fuck! From Beyond the Grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's good. It's good. You fool! All right, enough of that shit. What's next? Well, good. moving on, we're going to take a little au français trip across the globe with a movie I like to call Margot. Margot? With an E-A-U-X. Uh, Yeah. Uh, A-U-X. Did I spell that wrong? Yep, because you're dumb. E-A-U-X. A-U-X. A-U-X. Because you're dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. I don't believe that. Yeah. You are a dumb idiot. Well, anyway, Margot, A-U-X. You dumb idiot. Looks like 2001 A Space Odyssey. If hell was a trans-exclusionary feminist. What are you, my dad? Margot is the ultimate smart home. That might also be the ultimate killer. Director Stephen C. Miller. Uh, that brought us 2012's Silent Night, which not enough people talk about that fucking movie. That movie is awesome. It's tits. That killer Santa throws a, a sex worker into a wood chipper. It's amazing. A group of kids that I already hate just based on the trailer itself. Of course. Uh, go to a smart house for the weekend. And for some reason, it runs amok. I don't know if this is a glitch in the system or uh, maybe it's a feature. But this house wants these kids dead. And it's not letting them go until they're all turned to mush. Oh, boy, howdy. Because apparently the entire house is one big giant 3D printer. Mm, yes. So that means it can do just about anything. Literally anything. Go check out the trailer out for Margot. Margot. This will be on Paramount Plus, arriving September 9th. So next up, we have a little film called Raven's Hollow, which is, of course, an atmospheric and moody poster piece, visually deliberate and dramatically potent. And everybody knows that I'm a real big pomosexual. So I am super hyped about this. I have called you that often and loudly. Yeah, so Raven's Hollow, set in autumn 1830. Poe and four other cadets are on a training exercise in upstate New York when they come across a man eviscerated on a bizarre wooden cock. I'm sorry, a bizarre wooden rack. His dying words direct them to a remote rural community holding sinister secrets, determined to get to the bottom. (laughs) We all know Poe was a bottom. Uh, To the bottom of the murder, Poe embarks on a quest 
that'll bring him face to face with a terror that will haunt him forever. Quoth the Raven, give me more. Boom this man. It's coming out September 22nd on Shudder. Yay! Well, then we've got one more. A little trailer by the name of The Harbinger. This actually looks pretty good. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Well, what I saw was a cursed child doing the devil's work. Yes, doing it for the devilry, might I say. Oh, my God. Ah, you know, I do have this thing with, like, kid horror where it's like uh, uh, unless it's unless it's the omen like go fuck yourself like you're a fucking kid i don't give a shit but this this looks good well i don't normally like most kids but i did see plenty of grizzled old people who may or may not be the titular harbinger the harbinger uh, Danielle and Teresa Snyder moved their troubled young daughter, Rosa Lee, to a quaint Midwestern town. Soon after they arrived, neighbors began to die. The townspeople s- suspect Rosa Lee and shun the Snyder family. Uh, basically, this is the devil taking over a kid, like Greg said. But mm-hmm. my God, they actually show this demon thing in the trailer, and it is amazing. It looks pretty fucking cool. Think legend the darkness yes but like modern and and not as buff intimidating disgusting silhouetted yet insightful how much you think the darkness from legend could deadlift 350 that's not a lot really i mean i could deadlift 320 i think you're cool all right, Mr. Fucking Big Shit over there. Can you do 350? <laughs> no. All right, yeah, Tim Curry's stronger fucking... than me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah take that whatever. hat off yeah. right now. No! No! Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. The hat stays. Oh, it looks good on you, though. The Harbinger will be out on video on demand beginning September 2nd. Hey, you know what's pretty cool? Benching 350. <laughs> you know, it's even cooler than that. <laughs> A sequel to District 9. Yay! Blomkamp will be returning to a sequel to District 9 entitled, very cleverly, District 10. It's the logical next step. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, apparently this has been in the works uh, since District 9 came out. But you know how that shit goes. Blomkamp was trying to get the alien thing going on. And then he did a real shitty movie about computer demons called Demonic. Well, and, remember uh, Chappy? That wasn't so bad. Yeah, that really chappied my ass. But yeah, District 10, that sounds promising. That sounds cool. I like District 9. You like D- District 9, right? I really like the concept of prawn aliens. What did you just say? Prawn aliens. Not like that we do not mention. Well, it's almost like a man descending from space, Bowie-like from the atmosphere taking corporeal form on our earth as a prawny that's one sorry that's one was that does that count yeah don't say it don't say prawny man oh fuck that's two. Oh god you should not have said the word prawny man oh, oh god that's no, three why? you why? doomed us doomed 
you. Ah, they're swirling around my feet as we speak. They're so squishy. Oh, God, get the get the Creole seasoning. It's the only thing that can defeat them. You know, the fucked up thing is they're not really, like, alive. They're just, like, they're just the wet prawn carcasses. It's like I stepped into a deli counter. Oh, God, it's like when you're doing the dishes and you have to clean out the sink with your hands and, like, scoop it out. Honestly, it's more inconvenient than anything. I'm not even that scared. I'm just kind of grossed out. Prawny man, what the fuck? Oh, is that four? What does four times do? You know, I, I, I think I see a silhouette outside my window right now. I... <laughs> you can run, but you cannot hide. Get out of here, man. Get out of here with your fucking prawns. Hey, he's just a dick. Should we be scared of this guy, or should we just go kick his ass for spraying prawns all over my floor? <laughs> no, no, he's so squishy. I don't want to kick his ass. Hey, fuckface, go back to the river. For millennia, I have dreamed of my return. <laughs> I think he heard me. <laughs> Either way, I think a couple of police sirens will probably scare him away, so I'm not really, I'm not too worried about Prawny Man tonight. I have a brain injury. Well, put on a pot of boiling water just in case. Ow. Hey, Greg. Hey. What is the best zombie film ever made? It'd probably be uh, Return of the Living Dead. That is so correct. October 18th, we'll be getting Return of the Living Dead 4K UHD. This is going to come with a three-disc UHD Blu-ray set with a slipcover. Uh, limited edition 18 by 24 roll poster of original theatrical artwork, four hard enamel pins, a backer card which measures six by five, housed in a custom keepsake box, uh, which measures seven inches by six inches, kind of like uh, uh, Prondy Man's penis. Might be uh, the dude. perfect dimension. You received my thumb. This is fucking awesome. This is a big old I, box set. <laughs> now, I, I, I know I, I mentioned in the past, I'm not really big on collecting movies. I am getting, uh, in a couple weeks here, I will be getting Event Horizon, the special edition. Oh, please do. I am definitely going to get this Return of the Living Dead 4K special edition from Screen Factory. Not only is it the best zombie movie of all time, it might be one of the best motion pictures ever made. Oh, it's easily my favorite zombie movie ever. Yep, and I think uh, before we go into our next segment, The Apology Corner, let us raise our glasses to Clue Gulliger, who died at 93. Of course, we all know Clue, who played Bert from Return of the Living Dead, who might be, other than Trash, the best character in that movie. He is incredible. Uh, he's, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy's Revenge, Puppet Master 5, Uninvited. He was in uh, Feast and uh, and the sequels to Feast. The man's incredible. Acting chops out the ass. You could not have done the entire Return of the Living Dead franchise without him. Yep. A quick moment of silence for our man, Clue. Gallagher. 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 Clue Gallagher 2.
R.I.P. But yeah, yeah, dude. No, I, I, I know we just had our moment of science, but if you want to get a get a little insight on how Clue was in real life, watch the documentary behind Nightmare on Elm Street, Never Sleep Again. He is absolutely hilarious when they interview him about uh, Freddy's revenge. Oh, he's a huge pervert on set. He is such a pervert. Uh, Linnea Quigley absolutely loved and adored him. Fans loved and adored him at conventions. He I unfortunately tooth and nail to keep that vinyl patch off of her. You know he did. <laughs> he was like, where's the artistic integrity? Why that flag loud and proud? Let's see those lips. I'm Clue Gallagher. Fuck her up, baby. R.I.P. God bless you. Okay, before we get into the absolutely atrocious movie of the week, continuing our full moon June. We really do not have a good record going, do we? No, we do not. And I I feel like it's all my fault because I keep picking the ones that absolutely suck. Yeah, I was the guy who said Killjoy 3. Let's all keep that on record. What a great movie. Fantastic, Uh, right? A good time had by all. Yeah, but before we get to all that, it's time for us to apologize. (sighs) Nice again. Yep. And as per tradition, I'll take it. Okay. Now apologize. Matt, piano. Thank you, Matt. Delightful, delightful. I would very much like to apologize to a one jason statham i i i love jason statham i absolutely adore him and comparing him up against the likes of jason stackhouse from true blood that just wasn't fair deep down inside we all know that jason statham has a much bigger penis than jason stackhouse and a killer instinct to match absolutely he's a transporter he's a snatch he's a lock stock He's a Meg. He's a uh, he's an expendable. Jason Statham is in our hearts. He's like uh, he's like Slash, where he's everywhere and we just everywhere at once. We we all adore him and love him. Always the same physique, same hairline since 1999. Doesn't age, doesn't change. He may be five people. I don't know, uh, but. Rest assured, he definitely hangs more dong than Jason Stackhouse. He's a real crank part two. I feel like he was in a stop or my mom will shoot type movie, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, it's probably the British version. Oh, yeah. Oi, stop or my mom will shoot you in your knickers. Halter, my mom will blag you. You won't get nicked by me mom. Oi, me mom's a right cunt. Oi, my mom ain't the type of cunt to drink the milk if it's sour. Oi, I could fall in love with an orangutan in there. Oi, we no sausages done, mum. Oi, me mom's a fucking pikey. Oi, mum, you like dags? Oi, mum. Oi, mum. Oi, mum. Oi, mum. Oi, mum. Oi, mum! 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 So, anyways, uh, sorry, Jason Statham. Yeah, you have a great cock, Greg. Craig, I feel better. Good. 
Wait, are we Jason's- supposed to apologize? So my apology, it's a little simpler and it's a little more American. No. Taking it back to the heartland of the Rust Belt, little town I like to call Detroit, Michigan. Ah, home of RoboCop. Yeah, and the insane clown posse. Whoop, whoop. Well, see, that's exactly the problem right there. What, what's wrong? I'd like to apologize for my reckless use of the phrase whoop whoop. Well, you're not a juggalo. That's 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 for me. That's not for you. Well, yes, I am but a layman. Mm-hmm. Uninitiated into the hierarchy of the dark carnival. Yes. And I don't yet understand the power inherent in your fago-fueled colloquialisms. In the future, I promise to wield the whoop with both respect and restraint. Or not, I don't actually care. Thank you. Insane Clown Pots. My favorite Halloween was the one where you showed up to my place as Violent J. Yeah, that was a good time. Well, Greg, uh, you know what's next, right, baby? I think I do. That's right. The movie of the week. Uh, we are continuing Full Moon June. The Full Moon Funfetti Bummer Fiesta. Yeah, that's what it is. It's going all through summer, baby, because uh, we uh, <laughs> we couldn't think of anything else. Because let's face it, it's summer. We're drunk 24-7. Mm-hmm. We're constantly camping, mm-hmm. mountain biking, yep. hitting lakes, sure. hitting the bars, yep. hitting strip clubs. Yeah, sometimes. Doing drugs. Yeah, debatable. We're having a real good time here. Uh, so our full brains. Full moon, fuck yeah. Full moon, fuckery fuck continues. Yeah. And uh, let's just say that I made a horrible, horrible mistake. Now, uh, we. Last episode, we covered a Full Moon Features, a Full Moon Pictures movie, Killjoy 3, which was wonderful. It was Greg's pick. Yep. Uh, we were going to jump back into Werewolves, and uh, I totally botched it with Werewolves of the Third Reich. My record is flawless. Yeah. But let's debatable. talk about Werewolves of the Third Reich from 2017 by Andrew Jones for a moment. Okay, uh, oh boy. A.K.A. Inglorious Bitches. Oh, oh, very good. Yeah, or that's what it would be called uh, if there were actually any fucking werewolves. In oh, do you, uh, um, do you write for Murphy Brown? <laughs> uh, but they discard all of my pornographic scripts. Turns out that doesn't really fly on set of the Murphy Brown show. Hey, regular old Amy Schumer over here, if you ask me. Ah, uh, my is gross <laughs> that is the bit for 60 minutes mm-hmm. so let's talk about the cast for a minute okay fuck face the cast first up is a character that i like to call mad dog murphy yeah helen mad murphy oh <laughs> he is a grizzled american ass kicker he's a smoker a whiskey connoisseur. He is a hat and suspenders kind of guy and a real Nazi hunting badass. Uh, yeah, we could call him all that. This is uh, Lee Bane, which is a pretty badass name, if you ask me. He's also been in The Revenge of Robert, The Toy Maker, oh, Jurassic yeah. Predator, mm-hmm. The Manson Family, Robert Reborn, 
Alcatraz and who could forget Halloween Jack real staple in the Robert franchise. It sounds like. Yeah. Real big in the Robert. Uh, he's yeah, three of those Robert movies. Yeah, was, he, was he the titular Robert in those? No, Robert was a, uh, a dummy that came to life. Uh, you know, that was like slappy the clown. Uh, I'm sorry. That was like slappy the puppet, you know? Oh, well, sorry to hear that mad dog. Yeah, me too. So moving on. The next character is Billy the Butcher. Cunt. Which some of you may recognize from The Boys. Cunt. 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 Everybody's a cunt. 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 But this is Mad Dog's loyal friend and partner. He's a babyface. He's a knife man. And he is also a remorseless killing machine. He's kind of a cunt. This is Derek. Kind of a cunt. Kind of a cunt. Kind of a cunt. Would you say he's a cunt? He's kind of a cunt. Kind of a cut. This is Derek Cuntface Nelson. Oh, uh, this isn't the first werewolf movie he's been in. He's also been in a movie called Werewolf Castle. I wouldn't really call this a werewolf movie. Fuck me in the ass. He's also in a movie called A Werewolf in England. Was there actually a werewolf in that one? <laughs> Fuck. I mean, probably, maybe. I don't know. Trick question. I don't fucking care. Next character is Big Daddy Kane. That wasn't really a question. Is there actually a werewolf in that one? That wasn't really a question. You fool! He is a reluctant draftee. He's a hater of authority. He's a squinty-eyed rebel. He's a proficient boxer. And also a real Hugo Stiglitz type. He's, he's, he's Hugo Stiglitz. This is uh, Darren Swain, and he's in a bunch of movies that we don't give a shit about. Fair enough. So then we have Reckless Reggie Brown. Reckless because he never wears a condom? He is a soldier, an author, a criminal. He's a victim of the system. He is a real American hero. And he's also our Mr. T for the duration of this film. Yeah, Kwame Augustine. Augustine. Honestly, he's one of the better parts of the movie. Uh, He's in a movie called Bros for Life. He's in Mm -hmm. Cage Fighter. Sure. Yeah, Ross the Boss, Devil's Dust. And uh, who could forget the classic Sandylands? I've seen that and I enjoyed it. I don't believe you. Okay, sorry. No, I, I lied to you. Yeah. Well, you know what? He was pretty good in this one, though. Yeah, he was. He was. He was one of the better parts. He might have been the best part of this movie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So then we have Piggy, who is a sweaty military police cop a rule enforcer, an order follower. He's a butthole. He's a bullet eater. And he's also a big old bitch. Good old bitch tits piggy. This is Joseph Simpson Bushwell. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's in a movie called Capsule. Good. Yep. Remember that time we both watched Capsule together? We weren't really watching it, were we? Yeah, me neither. You kiss like my dad. So moving on, we have Dr. Yosef Mengele. Mengele! Uh, 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 uh. Honestly, he does not deserve the fanfare. Because no. he is a piece of shit Nazi doctor. Yay. He is an evil experimenter, a wolfman manufacturer. He's a scumbag. He's a sadist. And he is a limp-dicked Yeah, Yeah, this is Neville Can, who 
literally in every fucking movie he plays in he plays a fucking nazi yep ghost of the sky in the cloud music box baked bean yes which uh, we recognize all of those titles as significant nazi films uh, they, they are he, he literally is always a german nazi you know it's probably because of the eyebrows i might be his german accent he has a generally evil look about him yeah, he does, doesn't he? But moving on to a slightly more seductive role. No. A little character I like to call Ilsa Cock. Ah, Ilsa. Ilsa Cock, aka the bitch of Buchenwald. <laughs> I can, oh, okay. She is Mengele's wife. She is a Nazi administrator. She is a taxidermist, a philanderer, an adulterer. And a lusty old cunt. Yeah, she's also in all those fucking Robert movies. This is Susie Francis Garton. Seriously? Uh, what? You know, I'm starting to wonder why I've never seen these Robert movies. Because they're terrible? Oh! So I'm going to abbreviate several roles into one. Oh, uh, thank God. As is our practice lately. Because I think it saves time. I think it makes things a little bit easier, a little more digestible for our audience. Hmm. So... This is a role encompassing many by the name of Hans Landa. Which some of you may recognize as a reference to the Quentin Tarantino film Reservoir Dogs. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> he is an SS cockmaster. He is a fancy Nazi fuck. He is a clever investigator, a playful tormentor, a manipulator, a masturbator, and a smug son of a bitch. Yeah, it's very good. So that leaves just one. I think you might be able to guess. Mein Fjord! I can walk! <laughs> this is the one and only Adolf Hitler! Uh-oh. Regular old cock of the walk. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold, baby. To the extreme himself, Adolf. Yeah, well, um... <laughs> he's a flatulent one bald leader of the third reich he's a spastic cran in brain dipshit he is history's greatest monster and he is a real mother fucker you know he painted dogs i know he orchestrated the genocide of six million always the glass half empty with you i mean you know we could talk about the finer sides of hitler's life he um he had decent fashion sense. Sharp dressed. I mean, I've been aspiring to that mustache for a long time, but um, not sure I can pull it off in the 20th No, no, no. I like, I, like, I like your handlebar. That's a good look. It seems limiting, right? Kind of limiting. Yeah, yeah. And then the hair. You know, I, I might retract that last statement. He did kind of look like a fucking asshole. He kind of looks like a war criminal. Well, that is a fact. Well. I think. Um, he looks like a man baby. He looks like a water baby. He looks like a waterhead. He looks like he suffers from fetal alcohol syndrome. He looks like he suffers from Bell's palsy. He looks like he suffers from uh, small dick energy. He looks like he suffers from big dick envy. And you know that he would have been a huge fan of Mel Brooks. You know he would have been a huge fan of Steven Spielberg. Whoa! 
You know he would have been a huge fan of Captain Kirk. Oh. You know he would have been a huge fan of Lenny Kravitz. You know he would have had They're All Gonna Laugh at You on CD. <laughs> he would have hated Adam Sandler. But most of, most all, of all, he would he have, would avoided, have avoided Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Ah, that's right well gregory without further ado i think it's time to dive into the plot of werewolves of the third reich all right well let's take a quick trip back in time to nazi germany 1944 terrible time to be alive what an awful time to be anywhere in the world in, in europe well anyway our main protagonist by the name of Mad Dog and company are hitting the whiskey in a basement bar. Yeah, I, I swear I've seen this before. Yeah, well, uh, right about now, a sweaty character by the name of Piggy arrives to tell them that they need to return back to base before their cover is blown. Yeah, he shows up pouring sweat and is all like, What are you doing here? Naturally, Mad Dog and his men are both reluctant and indignant. Yeah, because they're real men's men. By which I mean they're fucking drunk. Yeah, they're hammered. Unsurprisingly, Hans Landa confidently struts in and orders a Shirley Temple. Glass of water with ice, hold the ice. Mm-hmm. He confronts these men cockily and takes a seat at their table. I also love that this guy is clearly like 19, but acts like he's uh, a grizzled vet. Because he's a fucking Nazi. Nazi. So, of course, Mad Dog fucks with him by asking, hey, buddy, what do you think of my tits? And more importantly, what do you think of my vivacious ass? And what do you think looking at my womanly figure? Well, uh, it turns out that uh, Hans isn't really too big on this. Mad Dog is basically accusing him of homosexuality, which didn't really fly back in the 1940s. So Hans says, hey, guy, I'm not here to fuck you. Too bad. But your friend is awful sweaty. And I noticed that your accent sucks. So here's my Luger, motherfucker. The Germans, Germans had it right with that gun. Well, there is something to say about German engineering. It's uh, part of the reason they were so successful, I guess. Not accurate, but it's a cool-looking gun. But at this point, Mad Dog drops all pretense. He decides to finish his cigarettes. Meanwhile, his friend Billy, a.k.a. the Butcher, Cunt! Threatens to stab Hans in the butthole. Yeah, apparently he had a knife pointed at his asshole the whole time, which is really weird because I remember this other movie where a gun was pointed at the Nazi's dick, mm -hmm. but there's a knife pointed at the Nazi's asshole. And this is not necessarily a combat knife. It's this a butter a, knife. This is a very strange looking knife, and he uses it more than once in this film. It looks like something you would get from an antique roadshow. Yeah, it's not exactly uh, a K-bar. Yeah, very dull, oddly shaped. It's like a tiny Bowie knife. Well, I guess it goes without saying. That would hurt if someone stuck it into you, I guess. <laughs> so Hans tries to bully them into accepting a nice, peaceful Nazi arrest. But 
This is, of course, Inglorious Bitches. So, a gunfight ensues. Pop, 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 pop. Yeah, and Hans gets immediately brained. First of many headshots. Which is to say, he gets bored. Bored. Go fuck yourself, Hans. You're dead You're dead forever. forever. And the bartender decides he's about to hide behind the bar with a gun in his hand. Mad Dog threatens him with his Beretta, knocks his ass out, and just for fun, decides he's going to shoot Piggy in the leg because he called him Mad Dog during that interaction. Yeah, apparently Mad Dog doesn't like to be called Mad Dog, but Mad Dog is such a cool nickname. Why would you not like that? I do not understand why he's so anti-Mad Dog. Yeah, never uh, never a backstory on that. But you know what? With the amount of dialogue that we fucking had in this movie, I'm glad we don't have a backstory behind it. Hey, hey, hey. Let's not worry about that just yet because here huh? comes the title screen. Oh, good. Yeah, it yeah. is underwhelming. And that title screen is very misleading. Mm-hmm. Because it says werewolf. No, no, no. Werewolves. Sure. All right, so I watched the trailer for this movie a week ago, and it looked so goddamn good. It looked fun. It looked wild. It looked like it was going to be an over-the-top B-movie. I thought I was going to get Iron Sky with werewolves. That's what I thought I was getting. But you know what we got instead? Inglorious bitches. No credits. No names. Let's just go right into the first chapter. Yep, just like Dark Knight. I'm the world's greatest detective. So here comes a little character that we named Ilsa Kak. And she is introducing a cadre of Jewish prisoners to camp number seven. Yeah, there's four of them. Where Dr. Mangala is awaiting them. Yep. She fucks with them, saying that they won't have any work to do at this labor camp. But they will most definitely be experimented on on a regular basis. Just so much worse. Wait, no work at a labor camp? Mm, Yes. Turns out this whole film is about deception. A broader lesson that you could learn from this is never trust a Nazi. I knew she was a Nazi. She talked in her sleep. What are you, my dad? You call him Nazi Joe. So speaking of Nazis... Our next scene involves Dr. Mengele Mengele. meeting with Adolf Hitler. Maybe you've heard of him. Mein Führer! And he tells his Führer that he has been successful in creating a chimera. Oh, good. Which is basically a human-animal hybrid. Hybrid. Specifically... A Nazi fucking werewolf. 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 And you know, werewolf. this conversation kind of gives you high hopes for where this plot may be headed, right? Maybe there's going to be some werewolf. Werewolf. Maybe there's going to be yeah, a, a instead, man Yeah, instead, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe a wolf man. Just something. An it's army a, of werewolf beasts ripping people apart limb from limb. I would have loved that. Yeah. But instead, we get Hans Landa sipping cognac while toying with one Dr. M.C. Hammerstein. So Hitler asks Mengele how he was able to come up with this formula. Turns out he's a goddamn fraud. A regular old Carlos Mancia. And he recounts this tale of Mr. Dr. M.C. Hammerstein 
to his Fuhrer, which I have to say is fucking tragic. Uh, apparently Hans and Franz make Dr. Hammerstein blow his fucking head off, uh, promising him that his wife and daughter will be taken care of. Well, Hans Landa basically tells him, uh, if you shoot yourself in the mouth, we won't kill your family. Oh. Hammerstein insists that his death is unnecessary, saying he's provided the serum and all of the notes on how to create it. He's done his job. He's fulfilled his side of the bargain. Why do you want me to die, Mr. Landa? You know what? Honestly, I don't care. But his whole place sucks. It turns out Hans Landa, as expected, is a total Nazi bastard. So he watches Hammerstein die and then has his family killed anyways. Well, first off, the scene, the suicide scene took forever. These scenes go on for a very, 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 very long time. Long time. Uh, and then when they go into the other room where his wife and daughter are tied up, it turns into like an art house movie. Just terrible. A lot of slow motion, uh, weird guitars, and it's just uh, another scene where uh, people get shot in the head. You kind of see it coming. You know where it's headed. Ellen coming. And it just takes a really long time to get there. Like, you know, Ellen coming. They're establishing Hans Landa as a complete son of a bitch. Ellen coming. I was just saying that because you said he saw it coming. So then we jump back to the eagle's nest where Adolf Hitler tells Dr. Mangala that he's ready to reinforce the Nazi army with some very serious Wolfmen. Let's get Jack Nicholson front line. What happened to your queer party friends? How about some Benicio Del Toro? Hey, while we're at it, what about Lon Chaney? Uh, He sounds like a liberal Democrat to me, Brett. (laughs) We got a whole lineup of wolf men that are potential candidates, uh, but we'll have to trust the discrimination of Adolf Hitler on this one. Nine. Yeah, maybe not. That's not funny! So we jump to Big Daddy fighting Joe Kane, one of our American heroes being chewed out by his drill sergeant, who is basically a dime store wannabe Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket. My God, the jumps in this movie make no fucking sense. Oh, it's just it's, back and forth and back and forth. It's back and forth, and I, I, I get what they were going for, mm. but it did not work because I felt like I was watching three movies at once. Well, the whole mission statement of this movie was just imitating other films right other superior films and what film are they imitating here greg it's full metal jacket it's full metal jacket and it's not great uh i hate to be that guy but this drill sergeant is a little homophobic he's a little offensive do you suck nicks he's very focused on Let's just say wieners and butts. Next, 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 next. Next. Yeah. But to this film's credit, they do allow this character to address that issue. Yeah. So Big Daddy fighting Joe Kane taunts this sergeant into attacking him by questioning his sexuality. He says, hey, buddy, 
You've been asking me a whole lot about my butt. <clears throat> You've been taunting me a whole lot about my mouth and my dick. Hell, I like you. What's your problem? Why are you so fixated? Because I am hard. I just want to fuck you. I am hard, but I am... Ah! And when this dumbass sergeant finally swings on him, Fighting Joe takes that moment to swiftly kick his ass and then uh, just kind of stands over his unconscious body and says, probably about time that I got sent home. In a body bag. Well, maybe not that extreme, but... Uh, yeah, okay, okay. He's going for the discharge. He doesn't care if it's um, dishonorable. He just wants to be discharged. Oh, man. Keep talking about discharge. I'm having flashbacks to chlamydia days. Hey, we've all had those nights, man, where you don't really care if it's honorable or dishonorable. I'm under arrest, aren't I? So, of course, Fighting Joe Kane gets thrown into a military police vehicle with our hero Mad Dog and his friends. And that includes Reckless Reggie and Billy the Butcher. At this point in the movie... We are 38 minutes in. Yep. And I have no idea what the fuck is going on. 38 minutes. Let me say that again. 38 fucking minutes. We don't have a single werewolf. What we have is a very half-assed, inglorious bastards imitator. I thought this, again, and I can't stress enough. I thought it was going to be a fun fucking movie nope nope it's it actually kind of takes itself pretty seriously i was so bored at this point i shit my pants well hey if you're bored let me pick it up for you because we're headed back to dr mangala's secret nazi death lab where he is inspecting brains when hans landa enters oh god he immediately regrets coming into this room. Coming. When Mangala decides to bore him to death with a lecture on the anatomy and functionality of both canine and human brains. Now, this uh, scene is another scene of the movie. It is. That takes way too fucking long. Yep. And not only is he boring uh, General Mosley, I'm... I'm uh, by the way, yeah, that was my name for him. But he's also boring the shit out of the audience. Good Lord. And that is a major pattern with the direction of this film. All of these scenes could have been cut down. This whole fucking thing probably could have been about 50 minutes. Instead, it's an hour and a half. Yeah, God, somebody throw a pie. Right? Yeah. But instead of throwing pies, we have Dr. Mangala. Requesting one male and one female specimen for his Chimera Nazi Wolfman project. And of course, Hans Landa complies. Yeah. But we jump back to our heroes riding along in Piggy's military police vehicle. And they tell some stories to each other as to why they're all arrested. Yeah, nobody really cares about that. I didn't. I I literally wasn't paying attention. I was watching. I was focusing. I just couldn't take away anything from this. That's how fucking boring the scene was. It turns out we all shot a bunch of Nazis, and that's why we're here. And then maybe we were insubordinate. Maybe we, uh, you know, didn't really pay attention to the authority. We didn't really give in to the hierarchy of the military system. So now we're in the back of a truck. 
I they peppered in a few racist jokes there. Sure. Yeah, why not? Who doesn't love a good racist joke? Of course. Of course. But they eventually come upon a roadblock. So the military policeman smartly unchains the prisoners and decides to put them to work, saying, why don't you clear out all this shit that's on the road? I'll wait here. Uh, You're the prisoner. I'm the authority. I also love that it's a road, a one-way road, and there's about five logs just chilling on it. Like, just put there. It is a very obvious ambush, which Raw Dog notes immediately. Yeah. I say raw dog, I meant hot dog. I meant big dog. Did I say hot dog? I meant chili dog. Well, I meant red dog. Malt beverage. Red dog beer. Bold yet smooth, easy to drink. Red dog. Every day is a red dog day. Hmm. Needs more pussy. So out of fucking nowhere, two Hans Landers pop up to ambush our heroes. Yeah, here comes another Hans and Franz. These guys are really blonde. They shoot the military police in the head, but they are quickly overtaken by our American boys. That fucking Grand Funk Railroad starts playing. (laughs) Piggy eats a bullet in the struggle, so Mad Dog and friends gather up all the stray weapons they can find and march off toward destiny. Yeah, they even got a pack of smokes out of the deal. Right about now, Dr. Dickhead Mangala is arriving at home, where Ilsa Cock gives him some shit for being late. Typical woman here. He insists that his work is important, but she does not give a fuck. She's like, what about my vagina? Typical woman here. She goes off to chat with Hans Landa which quickly turns into sexy time. Yay! It's clear at this point that he's been caught with his slippery Nazi hand in the honeypots, and it's time to pay the pussy piper. That pussy piper, it doesn't come off as... It just queefs. So Mangala decides that he's going to toy with him, like a real Hans Landa. There's a lot of Hans Landis in this. He informs him that he's to be the first of an army of SS Hwafen Wolfens. Oh, wait. A, a, a werewolf? Dude, we're getting werewolves? Yeah, finally. We're getting some fucking werewolves, right? Jesus Christ. It's an hour and ten minutes. So naturally, he decides it's about time to pack his shit and flee. Talking about Hans Landa here. Yeah. But of course, Hans Landa once again arrives to slap him silly. Hans Landa beats the shit out of Hans Landa. Uh Easily beats Hans Landa's ass. And that scene make no fucking sense to me because it was literally the weakest punch to the stomach. You know what? Again, much like Amityville Moon, do not watch this movie. Greg and I are taking care of it for you. Well, regardless, Hans Landa awakens tied to a lab table, wondering where the fuck am I and which Hans Landa just hit me in the gut. Who writes this shit? Mengele toys with him once again. And honestly, I have to say it's at this point a little bit justified because, you know, he did lay the pipe on his wife. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally. 
Uh, Hans I, Landa had lust in his eyes. I do feel a little guilty just saying that anything that uh, Joseph Mengele does is understandable, but like, hey, man, you did, uh, you porked his old woman. Yeah. So your fate is sealed. Why would you fuck Mangala's wife? Not a bad question, Bert. However, captive Hans Landa promises he will take his revenge once he becomes a wolf man. Yeah, I like that. That's fun. That's fun. Good, good. Very fun. Great scene. So Dr. Dicknose injects Mr. Landa with wolf jizz and Hans transforms into a slimy pig monster right before his eyes. This movie came out in 2017. Yep. How is it that a fucking movie from the 1980s werewolf transformation scene looks so much better than this? There's a part fucking terrible. Dude, there's a part in this transformation scene where it's the the classic you know where the cameras on the side profile of the face and the jaw starts to elongate and like the teeth come out and it all like stretches out like fucking wily coyote's face you know what i'm saying boner like in its subtlety yeah 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 your face is just growing a boner mm. now the end product doesn't have that nope. it's a flat regular face it's terrible. why why did we take the time to have the face to grow and transform if the end product is going to be a regular face with a rubber mask over it? Can I answer that question for you? Yes, please. It's because this film never intended to have any fucking werewolves in it. It just wanted to imitate inglorious bastards. Oh, we're on chapter three now. Right? I don't care what chapter we're on. It's been bullshit from the very beginning. Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, and at this point, Mrs. Mangala, Ilsa Cock, uh, she gets dragged into uh, Mangala's laboratory, which apparently is just a closet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the top SS scientist doctor mastermind behind all that bullshit, his lab is a goddamn closet. Uh, so she gets brought in to see that uh, Hans has been turned into a werewolf. Yeah, she introduces him to Hans Lupine Landa. I like that. Very good. Very good. Right? But Ilsa proves she truly is the bitch Bitch of Buchenwald by trying to 180 her infidelity into Mengele's fault for neglecting her. And he says, you know what? This is totally inappropriate behavior because a Nazi concentration camp is no place for gaslighting. (laughs) Um. <laughs> so then she proves that she's not a big fat whore by fucking him, but sneaks out to go say hi to Wolf Landa in the night. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I like that uh, she got busted having sex with another guy. Didn't really matter. Mangala turned the other guy into a werewolf, but yep. uh, you know what? His usual solution. Turn the other guy into a wolf. Yeah, let's have good makeup sex and go to bed. His final solution to dealing with infidelity. No, 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 no! Yeah. Not funny! And I have to say, 
The makeup that this Wolfman is wearing is very reminiscent to Evil Ash. I could uh, I could see how this was made. It was clearly a face mold. Yep. Uh, they put silicone over the face mold to make this design. Popped it in the oven, painted it, finished product, latex stuck it to the face. Now, apparently the werewolf is just a werewolf in the face and mm. stops immediately at the jawline. We don't get a very elaborate transformation or anything. It's just, but the uh, hands are the hands are wolfy. Yeah, who really gives a shit? Yeah, fuck it. So this is where Ilsa jabs herself with the COVID-19 vaccine, not realizing that she's going to need about 20 more boosters, and we fade to black, bringing on the next segment. Yeah, chapter four. We cut to the silhouettes of our G.I. Joe real American heroes strutting through the sunset like it's fucking Tombstone, Arizona in 1880. Yeah, you can tell they're the good guys because of the shitty country music that was playing while they were walking delineating americanism yeah real uh uh apple pie music so they decide it's about time to assault this fucking death camp butcher billy fist fights at hans landa and ends up stabbing him in the later hose with that fucking knife i don't even know what that knife is for but it's not for stabbing spread and butter baby Luckily, reckless Reggie finds himself in a shootout with Hans Landa in a dilapidated hospital ward. Yeah, the weekend just unloads a clip on Hans Landa there. Meanwhile, Puss Mangala goes to investigate, but is held up by Mad Dog and his big, bulging Beretta. And they get into a gunfight, which uh, they keep using that fucking effect when somebody gets shot, that blood splatters on the screen. It's not great. I hate that so much. So fucking much. Literally, every time someone gets shot, blood splatters on, like, the camera lens. And it's it's CGI, shitty, shitty, shitty CGI. I hate that effect so much. I don't think much. anyone in the history of moviegoers has ever enjoyed that effect. It's good if you're playing Mortal Kombat. I was just going to say, it works in video games. It does not work in cinema. Because once it's on there, how do you go from that scene to another scene and then go back to that other... You know what? Fuck it. Keep going. Windex. It's probably Windex. Yeah. Maybe she's born with it. So this is where Mr. Dr. Mangala tries to insist to Mad Dog that he is just a doctor. But Mad Dog has a taste for blood, and he isn't buying it. So naturally, they too engage in a shootout. Yeah, five feet away from each other. You got yourself a trained soldier versus a nerdy-ass fucking doctor uh, who manages to get away. And this is where Reggie Brown gets the jump on Hans Landa and pops him in the dome. Another headshot, huh? Yeah, night-night, Landa. Hey, little bitch. Meanwhile, Bill the Butcher and Big Daddy Kane shoot it out with another Hans Landa who's holding an SMG. But they decide we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. We're going to disarm this big motherfucker, and we're going to have a little bit of a fist fight. Yeah. This Landa is honestly fucking huge. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a real ubermensch, so to speak. Terrible. But Kane is overconfident and has American truth and justice on his side. 
Just like the Undertaker's brother. Yeah, so that German bitch, he dies. He's gone forever. He's dead. Fuck him. Bored. Bored! Literally punches him into oblivion. Fuck you. You're gone. Hey, he got shot. Yeah, because this movie sucks. So how about we fucking zoom right into the ending here? I want that more than anything. Let her rip. Here we go. Mangala attempts to escape, but is confronted by Lupin Landa and the Cockwolf. Mad Dog tries to shoot them, but lead bullets don't phase the Uber Wolf. Mangala gets his ear Tysoned off, and someone plants a cartoonish ticking time bomb on the premises. Mad Dog murks the Bad Dog, and Prone pops Ilsa's mop top as she runs down Reggie Brown. Our boys rescue Mangala's prisoners as the bomb goes off, and Mad Dog sneers into the night, realizing that Mangala is nowhere to be found. They find him hiding out in Argentina decades later, disguised as a cousin fucker, and send him to hell with a handbag made of sweet, swift American lead. The boys celebrate with a heteromasculine arm-in-arm stroll through the Argentinian countryside, and the world is rid of Nazis and werewolves forever! Everyone gets laid! Laid! It's the There you have it! Holy shit, I hated this movie. Oh, God damn it. Reading about this movie was promising. Watching the trailer yes. about the watching the trailer for the movie very promising. As I, I stated earlier, I thought this was going to be fun. I have to admit the trailer made it look great. Trailer is so fuck. I mean, I, yes, I know earlier when we were talking about this, you said like, "Oh, well that's cuz it's a trailer, you know, blah blah blah." Like, no, it was I I I've had misleading trailers before. This one takes the fucking cake greg probably the most misleading trailer i've ever encountered incredibly deceptive and i feel like we might have been the only people to actually watch this movie i hated this movie so much i hated the characters i hated how fucking blatant i can't stress this enough yes how blatant of a ripoff this was up in glorious bastards shameless uh I hated the fact that we had absolutely no tits. I thought we were going to get into something along the lines of like the fun version without the drama in Glorious Bastards with uh, Elsa, uh, She-Wolf of the SS mixed with Iron Sky. I thought it was going to be campy. I thought it was going to be fun. I thought we were going to have a bunch of werewolves. I thought we were going to have fuckers get ripped apart. I thought Hitler was going to get ripped apart. I thought Mangala was going to get ripped apart. I thought, I, I just, I just, oh, 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 oh. one out of five scaries. No rewatch value. Terrible fucking movie. No nudity. Fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Well, that's kind of harsh. Although I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I don't think this film pulled any punches when it decided that it was going to be a blatant ripoff of Inglorious Bastards. It pretty much modeled its entire script, its entire format off of that film. There's literally three fucking scenes to a goddamn T that was ripped off from Inglorious Bastards. To be fair, if you're going to steal, you might as well steal from the best. Of course! Ah! However, they did not do a good job of that, and I completely agree with you. 
the potential was wasted. They could have delved into the occult nature of the the Nazi regime. They could have gone into that whole, you know, mystical aspect where, yes, you know, witches and werewolves and demons, fucking aliens. Well. And that's where I thought that this film was going. But instead, we really didn't see much wolf. All we nope. saw was the uh, interpersonal drama between a Nazi doctor and his wife and uh, her cheating affiliant. Is that a word? Sure. Too many yeah. Hans Landas. Not enough werewolves. The gang of American bastards, I guess we'll go with it. I, I prefer to call them the inglorious bitches. Very clever. They were fine, but they weren't werewolves. They didn't have wolf blood in them. And as you mentioned, the lack of tittery. Mm. Bit of a letdown. Mm -hmm. So, with heavy heart and heavy hand, putting my soul on the line, I hate to say it, but five out of five. Whoa! Bold. Yeah. If you guys want to see some good uh, werewolf Nazi action, I recommend checking out uh, the first season of Creep Show. I think it was episode two where uh we have our main man jeffrey combs yep playing as a uh nazi sergeant and you got yourself a bunch of werewolves killing nazis and that my friend is a good time and also it's 15 minutes and it's perfect it's episode two possibly the best episode <laughs> also like go check out the grindhouse exploitation film uh elsa of the, the, the she wolf of the ss I mean, that's also a good time. It's this, this movie just sucked. There's a lot of other exploitation pictures in the genre that you could enjoy that are not this shit. So I yeah. encourage you to explore them all. Yep. I cannot retract my five out of five because this was an almost perfect film. But my friend Micah, with that said, what do you want to do next? Yeah, you know, we're coming up to the end of summer, so I uh I I mean September we're gonna have something new. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I say fuck dude. Let's keep it going. I bought the ticket, I'm taking the ride. Yeah, you are. Let's go back to full moon pictures. Let's do some Charles Band shit. Okay. All right. Yeah. Could be a little more specific. Uh something with boobs. Perfect. That's all you gotta know. All right, all you motherfuckers out there. We got a bunch of fucking texts last week. Some of you guessed right. I'm not going to tell you who, but uh, if you can get it right this week, we're going to give you a free Slashers t-shirt. So, That's right, baby. Free Slashers t-shirt. Also, check out the new episode of Slashers. That's it. Why don't you love each other? Hey. Care. For one another. But most importantly, Damn, that's scary. Werewolf. It would be like calling my stepdad a gentleman and a scholar. It would be like calling your stepdad not a rapist. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? It'd be like saying Anne Frank's leaked sex video wasn't hot. Hey, oh. <laughs> you want to do it again? Let's keep going. Rock and roll, baby!